You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me as always is Matt Williamson. Follow Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going well. How about with you? Going well. Also, ready to, to dive right back into some dynasty topics for this week as we look ahead to the playoffs. Like always, we're focused on dynasty football here at the Locked On Dynasty Pod. And we're, we've just started this week uh, some, some reviews, some team reviews, looking back at every single team. Uh, we've, we've done a couple of these episodes already, and, and we're really starting with the the, the worst teams in the league, the teams that are going to have the high draft picks, the teams that were far out of playoff contention. And today that begins with the Philadelphia Eagles. This team has so many questions to address this offseason, Matt. Uh, and, and it all starts at quarterback. Of course, they come into the season with Carson Wentz, who was thought of as one of the most valuable quarterbacks in dynasty football one of uh, or at least the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league he had showed he has shown that in the past he sure didn't show it this year uh Wentz for uh, a big part of the season was leading the league both in fumbles and in interceptions and that streak was only broken because he was benched uh about a month ago for the rookie Jalen Hurts and then we, we kind of saw how their season ended on Sunday night, and it certainly was not pretty. We, we've talked about this this quarterback situation a lot for the Eagles. I still think Wentz finds his way out of Philly and Hurts is the 2021 starter. Is that where you are as well? It is, and I'm not the biggest Doug Peterson fan and I've always been a Wentz supporter and it's been hard for me to admit how bad he really was this year. And I kept making excuses for him, but in the end he was really horrible, but I bet there's people out there like me, the Frank Reichs, the Bill Belichick's of the world that have cap space saying, I don't buy that guy on the cheap and mold him into something that I saw not long ago in his career. And we didn't get to this yet, but this team's about as cash-strapped as any in the league. And I know dumping him doesn't save a ton. I mean, it's not like it's just an even swap and you wipe him off the books. But it would help a little. And it'd be nice to enter the year with Jalen Hurts in a very cheap quarterback room. I mean, uh, I don't think Wentz will be back. I guess we can talk about Hurts separately, but I think Wentz will be elsewhere and there will be a market for him. I do as well. I agree. There there will be a market for him. If, of course, it depends on the price. We don't expect the uh, – if we're talking trade, we don't expect the cost to be high. Uh, but you're totally right. The, the Eagles are in trouble when it comes to the cap. Currently projected to be $74 million over the cap. Uh, that is second worst in the league behind only the Saints. So not only do they have some questions to address – uh, they don't necessarily have the funds to do it with. So getting rid of Carson Wentz, like you said, would, would certainly be a good start. Wentz is signed through the 2025 season. 
his contract actually extends further than Jalen Hurts, who just finished off his rookie year. Uh, Hurts is locked up through the 2024 season, Wentz through 2025. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think we. Well, let me ask you: Do you think we've seen the best of Jalen Hurts from a fantasy perspective? He he starts um, a handful of games at the end of the season and really showed off with, with a couple of very impressive uh, fantasy performances. Of course, he got pulled uh, late in that or in the second half of that uh, the finale, which was a, a little bit controversial, I guess we could say. It's a nice way of putting it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we've seen the best of them. I mean, I think that would be very unfair to the young man yeah. who's, what, played three or four games. And... I was, again, I was not a big Hurts fan coming out either. I didn't like his accuracy. I thought he held the ball in the pocket too long. Being an Oklahoma quarterback is very favorable. It's a heck of a big jump, even though it's a big program, considering who they played against, the scheme, all that stuff. But I also think we're foolish if we don't reevaluate the quarterback position for fantasy and put a lot of stock in the guys that run. You know, I mean... As he learns, he's still very fantasy viable. So I think he has better days ahead of him. Uh, If I had to predict it right now, I think the Eagles will be looking for a quarterback in a year or two, but Mm. that doesn't concern us that much. You know what I mean? I mean, if he's going to, if Wentz is gone and they don't have any money, he's probably going to be the starter and he's going to run and he's going to be a top 12 quarterback, don't you think? Yeah, I do. And and I guess maybe the the better way to ask that question is can he maintain that success that he had over a, over a full season? Yeah. Fantasy-wise, I, I mean I again, I mean I thought the same thing about Josh Allen. So I don't put too much faith in this, but I thought boy, his shortcomings are going to eventually be exposed from an NFL perspective. And they're not going to be happy with this guy on third and eight when he gets to drop back and throw. But a lot of these players are not getting away with it or just breaking that stereotype, breaking that norm. And I think he's got a chance, too. I mean, I'd like Allen and Lamar a lot better even when they came out, of course. But um, he's going to get a chance and he has ability. So that's going to buy him a lot of leash. I mean, I think we... Probably would be smart just to operate under the assumption that he's the Eagle starting quarterback until further notice. Yeah, you talked about those running quarterbacks. You you look from the span, the three week span of weeks fourteen through sixteen. That's basically when Hertz got the starts and and was able to also finish the game. Uh, he averaged over thirty fantasy points in those games. And just looking at the other uh, the the top. Seven quarterbacks from that span. Again, only a three-week sample size, but Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Hurts, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson. So, obviously, uh, the move to the quarterbacks that can add something with their legs is mm-hmm. is gaining steam and, and becoming a league-wide trend for sure. One other note, just because... I mean, I remember seeing this graphic on Sunday night, and it just reiterated because you forget. I mean, from left to right, they could have Dillard, I forget who their left guard would be, Kelsey, Brooks, Lane Johnson. 
Like, they got none of that this year. So, no matter who right. the quarterback is, is going to be protected and pave the way in the running game probably much better. That looked like one of the best lines in the league and ended up being one of the worst. Yeah, for, for now, I'm I'm still buying Carson Wentz. I, I think, too. as we've already said, I think he gets another shot somewhere else, and I think his price is dirt cheap right now. Um, Jalen Hurts is a little tougher buy. I just shared yesterday some recent trades in Superflex leagues involving him, and he is not cheap. Uh, a first-rounder plus, uh, a trade for Josh Jacobs, a trade for Austin Eckler, so he's he's costly. I don't know that I would be buying at, at those prices. Uh, I'd probably just kind of wait it out and see what the what the Jalen Hurts market does this offseason. Let's move away from the quarterback position because we do want to we want to address the entire team. And for the second straight year, this team had had injury troubles up and down, but especially at the wide receiver position. Alshon Jeffrey missed most of the season. Deshaun Jackson missed most of the season. Marquise Goodwin opted out. Uh, Jalen Rager missed time. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside just is, is just looking like a bust, honestly. And, and Travis Fulgham kind of emerged given, given the playing time that he had. But you look at those guys. Outside of Rager, I'm not even confident in saying any of those guys are going to be on the team next year. Right. I mean, if you need to make cap space, again, I don't have all their contracts in front of me, but Alshon, Deshaun, I mean, will Goodwin even come back? Fulgham's a nice find, but he came back. He turned into a pumpkin and it was all said and done, too. I mean, could their first-round pick be a receiver again? I think that's possible. Yeah, at one point I was this season I was updating my dynasty rankings over at DLF. We, were, we rank 100 wide receivers, and... I think I had seven or eight Eagles wide receivers ranked, but hmm. most of them were ranked somewhere between 80 and 100. So <laughs> yeah, that, was... that, that tells you really all that you need to know about these guys. They've got, they've got depth, I guess they have names that we know, but outside of Rager, I'm, I'm not especially excited about any of these guys on my dynasty roster. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard continue to be uh, big time weapons for them. I guess uh, actually I shouldn't say continue because Zach Ertz missed some time and when he was on the field this year just just wasn't that difference maker and in fact it wouldn't be a surprise if he was also uh, a cap cut at some yeah. point this off season. Uh, both Goddard and Ertz currently signed through 2022. Uh, Ertz has had the contract contract issues there, trying to work out a long term deal. Not going to happen at this point. Uh, Miles Sanders locked up through 2023. Boston Scott is a free agent. Uh, I'm a little interested in Huntley. Uh, we, we saw hmm. him, the rookie running back, we saw him, Jason Huntley, we saw him get some playing time late in the season. Boston Scott's a nice player. It seems like they like him. But again, this team has no money. I'm not sure they're going to be able to even afford to keep guys like that around. So if they let him walk... That could give an opportunity, a, a role for Huntley, who is probably on your dynasty waiver wire. It's a good one because they have other needs and they're going to have to cut guys and create more needs. Um, I guess my only question, I, I think Dallas Goddard might be a star, but yeah. in, I mean, sets up to maybe be the next great tight end. And maybe he should have been fifth on my tight end rankings a couple weeks ago or whatever. I mean, he's got a strong case now. But I'm not sure that Hurts 
helps any of these skill guys. You know what I mean? Like often a running quarterback is great for the running game and a running back, but they often don't throw to the backs then. You know, when things break down, they run. They don't dump it off like a Rivers does. Is he going to be super accurate? Are they going to be a high percentage pass team for the Ragers and Goddards to break out? I have some questions. You know, Hurts behind what I think will be a good line. I'm not sure it's a great formula for fantasy success for others. So if I told you that one member of the Philadelphia Eagles was going to become a a fantasy star, a an elite asset at their position in Dynasty, would it be Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, or Dallas Goddard? Not Hurts. I would consider Rager as the guy that could jump the most, but he can't, I don't think he'd ever be an elite asset, you know, a top five receiver or whatever. Right. I'm going to go with Goddard. There's something about Miles Sanders I don't trust a hundred percent. I like him a lot, but he's got a little bit of Kamara to him in that workload wise. I mean, that sounds like a great compliment. Oh, I'll take all the Kamara again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's not a, he's not a, a super high snap count volume player. Well, and that was that was the big knock against Miles Sanders coming into this year was uh, that that Doug Peterson wanted to use a committee and that Miles Sanders would not be that workhorse back, and uh, ultimately it it proved to be true. I, I would go with Goddard as well. I think uh, as I, as I phrased the question, if if somebody is going to become an elite option at their position, I think Goddard uh, not only does he have the talent, but you look at that tight end spot and we, we love Kelsey. We love Darren Waller. They're both over age 30. Uh, We love George Kittle top to bottom tight end is pretty thin. So somebody could break into that, that elite tier. I don't want to say easily, but maybe easier than right. Maybe easier than a running back. Agreed. Agreed. Or at least a very obvious start every week guy right that is your look at the philadelphia eagles with with a little bit of a peek ahead at what they might be in for this offseason when we come back we'll talk about the cincinnati Bengals. this episode is brought to you by 1010 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today very cool uh, using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Go check that out. Twenty twenty is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. Matt, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. Another uh, another rough season for the Bengals. Of course, this time it had a lot to do with injuries. They lose Joe Burrow. They lose Joe Mixon. 
they lose multiple offensive linemen, which has become a, a theme for that team, unfortunately. Uh, but for for a team that just won a handful of games, they, they've got the fifth pick in the draft. It feels like we kind of know what their 2021 is going to look like, and and it feels pretty good. Maybe that's just because we've been talking Falcons and Texans and and Jets and Jaguars, <laughs> right, but right. I see a little light at the end of the tunnel with the Bengals. What what do you think about before we get into the the specific players and and their their contract status and everything else? What do you think about where this team is headed? Tough division. I mean, in big picture, if we're just talking about wins and losses, uh, I think Coach Taylor has won like 19% of his games. You know, that's not the greatest track record. But he's going to be back, and he's an offensive-minded guy. And if we focus on fantasy, which we're here to do, I think the whole offense is a buy. Like, it, it would blow me away if they don't improve their, their offensive line to some degree. The rest of the team looks pretty well set, assuming Burrow you know, comes back at, you know, a rate that we expect that he's not, that this injury doesn't linger and linger and linger. So I kind of think I want a lot of this offense right now, Mixon, Higgins, Burrow, and they're all buys for me. We already know about Joe Mixon, Matt. We know, we know by Joe Mixon. Uh, Of course, Joe Mixon got the big contract prior to the season. He signed through 2025 as is Joe Burrow coming off his rookie season. Both of those guys locked up. The top two receivers, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, both signed through 2024. Uh, They don't really have a a, a reliable tight end, so that could be a position they look to this offseason. But we've also seen plenty of teams basically ignore the tight end, at least from uh, a pass-catching perspective. So the Bengals could go that route as well. Uh, they do lose both AJ Can we talk Green. Tight end real quick, I apologize for interrupting. Yeah, this yeah, is absolutely. really interesting to me because it used to be, boy, the Bengals are going to pick two or three. They'll get Penny Sewell. Forget about it. Easy one, slam dunk. Now I don't think he's going to be there at right. five, and they're not really an aggressive organization to move to two or three. And there isn't really another offensive lineman to take at five, at least that I'm aware of now. That makes perfect sense. Maybe that's a second round free agent project. So, what if they go? What if they drafted Kyle Pitts? But the other thing I want to say about that is the only rece- the only tight end that they've really gone out and acquired since you know this this regime took over was a second round pick on a blocking tight end, Drew Sample. You know, like do they even want a Pitts type? But boy, Pitts would be great in this offense. Yeah, he he would certainly be fun. Um... I, I don't know. I, I, it's just it's tough to know exactly what the offensive game plan is uh, for the tight end. Of course, mm-hmm. Uzoma got hurt. They let Eifert go last year, which was uh, obviously understandable after his injury history. So I wouldn't be surprised if they just run it back with Uzoma and Sample and, and kind of stick to those guys. But yeah, you're right. right. Kyle Pitts would be fun there. Uh, it, it, we know it's it's mock draft season, right? And from from now through the next three or four months, we're going to see an endless amount of NFL mock drafts. And the name that I'm seeing for the Bengals in many of those is Jamar Chase. Of course, Ooh. the link uh, pairing Chase with his former LSU teammate with Joe Burrow. Uh, the Bengals are expected to lose both A.J. Green and John Ross. Both of those guys are entering free agency. Uh, it, it would be a major shock if 
the Bengals were interested in bringing either of them back. In fact, I'm 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 confident. Everyone's confident that they're the, gone. That they're gone. Right. Yeah. So you're left basically with Boyd and Higgins. We saw we saw a little bit of a flash from Auden Tate at, at one point this season, but really they they need a third wide receiver. Whether they use the top five pick on it or not is, is another question, but Chase Chase with Burrow would also wow. be pretty fun. And we're really going down a rabbit hole here and been getting ahead of ourselves, but if that would happen, do you think Chase is 1-1 in rookie drafts? Um, I, I think J- Chase should be 1-1 in rookie drafts uh, almost regardless. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's I mean, that good, huh? Well, we're we're talking one quarterback leagues. I've I've sure. still got Lawrence and and Fields ahead of him in Superflex, but in one quarterback leagues right now, it would be Jamar Chase for me, and a great landing spot or some surprising draft capital for ATN or for Najee Harris could could definitely change that. I don't think it's a slam dunk right now. Uh, that's that's one of the things that's going to make this early off season so interesting because if you've got the 101 in your league and it's a one quarterback league uh it, it's pretty wide open uh you're you're yeah. probably not seeing those big time trade offers that you you might have expected or maybe you've seen in the past when we knew that the 101 was Saquon Barkley or or something like that uh it's it's a little different this year for sure oh yeah it makes sense what do you think about the running back situation? We know you like Joe Mixon. Gio Bernard signed uh, through 2022. Travion Williams hanging out kind of at the end of that roster. I still like Travion as a as a guy to grab and, and stash at the end of Dynasty rosters as well. Uh, do you think Gio is maybe a cap cut there? I don't know. I think that's interesting. I mean... Williams and it was P Ryan, right? I mean, they flashed a little at the end of the year when Mixon was out, and yeah. they they at least got some tape on them and some familiarity in games. That organization, and we know Mr. Brown has a lot to do with what goes on there. Seems to like Geo more than I do every year, and <laughs> yeah. they don't need a ton of. They don't really need the cap space, but and he was okay for a game or two. But uh, I mean, I think I would rather have the money than Geo in a. In a vacuum. Yeah, I guess it just comes down to how impressed they were with Trayvon Williams late in the season did have um, uh, at least one solid game. I think that was, yeah, Yeah. I think that was week 16. Scored a couple times, if I remember correctly. So looking at this roster, thinking about what they need to do this offseason, to me they need to continue to improve the offensive line. I mean, we saw Joe Burrow before that injury there were a dozen different plays where he could have had a season ending injury. He just got demolished all season long. Uh, so they, they need to get Jonah Williams and all those guys back healthy and need to uh, probably add to that offensive line. Again, whether yeah. they do that with the top five pick, we will see um, anybody standing out on this team. You said, you said you really you want to buy the entire offense. Um, I pretty much agree. Burrow, Boyd, Higgins, and Mixon, I think all are underpriced based on, uh, not only based on where they might perform in 2021, but especially in in the wide receivers cases, I think they're underpriced based on what we just saw this year. Yeah, I agree. I'm really impressed with Higgins. I like him a lot more now than I did even 
coming out of school, and I think some Jeffersons and Lambs have overshadowed him a, li- a little, which isn't fair to Higgins, considering that he's come in the league with Burrow. Um, do you prefer Higgins to Boyd? I always sell Boyd a little short. I mean, he's even a pit guy and everything, but he's just not real flashy. Yeah, he is one of those. He's kind of in that Robert Woods mold. Yeah. Um, not not necessarily same type of player, although they kind of have the similarities, I guess. But just the the, the player that gets branded as as boring or a low ceiling or, or whatever. Uh, not certainly not flashy, like you said. I, I would rather have Higgins, especially in Dynasty. You get a couple years on him, and I do think Higgins has a higher ceiling. But I actually think Higgins is kind of from a dynasty standpoint, I think he's going to be viewed that same way. Just good, solid player, not exciting. I mean, we've seen guys like Brandon Ayuk uh, already jump him in value. Ayuk a, a little more, a little more sizzle in his game, mm-hmm. I guess. No, it's a good point, and but that's fine. You know, I mean, if he drops around because of that, or you can get him a little cheaper, I think he's got a lot of you know every week starting potential to him. Right. Well, that's what that's what makes both of those players cheap. It's it's yeah. what has made Robert Woods cheap for so many years. And we should be taking advantage of that, especially in the offseason. Uh, one last one on the Bengals, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert from a dynasty perspective. Who Herbert Herbert for me as well. Yeah, yeah I, I saw enough to to make that uh, to make that change, you know, late in the season, especially Um He's not coming I mean, off a massive injury. Right. Herbert just, just tore it up, tore it up. Matt, when we come back, we will finish up the show talking about the top five dynasty wide receivers. But first, I'll tell you guys about Bet Online. They are very close with the whole locked on organization. And unless you're living under a rock, you got to realize that on Saturday, we have back to back to back playoff games. And then they're going to run it back on Sunday to do it again. So. You know, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust to get your bets in, and that's betonline.ag. You know, sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on, all one word, for 50% welcome bonus. And that's free money. That's awesome. Um, again, there's awesome games this week, and you can you know, hit it hard now, all six of those games. Just line them up. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on. And receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Wednesdays on Locked On NFL, take a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchise. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a Locked On draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week? Or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcast. Matt, yesterday we talked about the top five dynasty running backs. That's based on January Dynasty ADP from Dynasty League Football. Today we're moving over to the wide receivers. All five of these uh, all five of these wideouts coming in the first round. So we're seeing uh, seeing a little bit of a balance uh, here between wide receivers and running backs after after the backs have really dominated 
the first round, the top 12 for the past year or, or 18 months so or so. So now we we do get, as I said, five wideouts in the top 10 or top 11, I should say. And it starts with DK Metcalf. Once again, he's the dynasty wide receiver one, according to this ADP. And he is being drafted at 1.05. Uh, I know you've you've been a little hesitant about DK at the top of your list. Uh, is that still how you're feeling? Yeah, just because Devontae Adams exists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. The, the year he had, and he's in his prime, and he's playing with the best quarterback in the league, give or take. And, I mean, uh, he's not slowing down anytime soon. I'll, I'll, I'll take Adams over Metcalf and start him every week for three weeks in a row and score a ton of points. Yeah, I do have – I've got Metcalf ranked as my wide receiver one in Dynasty as well. But you you make you make a great point, and, and Adam scores a lot of points. It's hard to – it's hard to push aside, even though we're talking about maybe he's, he's 27 or 28. He's, he's a handful of years older than Metcalf. At some point, you've just got to say, these guys – none of these guys are going to be on my roster in – four years anyway, right? Probably I mean, true, right, yeah. hopefully you're in an active dynasty league. You're making a ton of trades and I don't know, just the perf- performance we saw from Adams is almost enough to make me change my whole mindset about valuing the position, especially at the top. Uh, Adams is the, the wide receiver too. And he is right behind DK Metcalf. Metcalf was one Oh five. Devontae Adams is 106. Uh, so for you, Matt, he would be your your top wideout. In general, regardless of where these guys fall in, in the wide receiver order, would you have any concern about using a mid-first-round pick, your, your first pick in a startup draft, on a wide receiver? Yeah, I'd have a lot of reservations about that, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. There's just so many, and there's so right. many that come in the league every year that I think I'm taking a running back. And if it's super flex, I'm taking a quarterback or a running back. Or uh, I, I can't imagine I would use a first-round pick on a receiver. And that's a, not a knock on Adams or any of these guys. I like them all. It's just, I, you know, I'll take Terry McLaurin three rounds later. or whatever. You know, there's so many. I can list a hundred of them. McLaurin is exactly the name I was looking at. You think about the middle of the first round. We talked about some of these running backs yesterday. Middle of the first round, you could have Devontae Adams or you could have Dalvin Cook. Middle of the third round, you can have James Robinson or you can have Terry McLaurin. So think about right, that pairing, right. McLaurin and uh, and Dalvin Cook, or do you want DK with James Robinson? I'd feel a little bit better about the Dalvin Cook combo there. Yeah, especially to win week one of 2021. Right, right. All right, let's keep going with our top five wide receivers. We've got Metcalf and Adams. No real surprise there if you've been tracking dynasty value and certainly not if you've been following our ADP. We've seen those two guys near the top of the list for the past two to three months. Number three, though, wide receiver three overall in a dynasty league, 1.09 in our new ADP, Justin Jefferson. Is wide receiver three too high for this guy? I understand it. He's yeah. really, really good. I think he'll pass Thielen if he hasn't already, and it doesn't matter who's what that pecking order is. In all honesty, um, he's exceptional. He's in a good situation. I, I get it. I mean, I think this is where you have to 
if you want them, this is where this is good value. This is the price. I mean, I don't know if it's good value, but it's the price. I take AJ Brown though over Metcalf or Jefferson. I would still take Brown over Jefferson, uh, and and Brown is the next guy on the list. Again, he's right behind Jefferson, so we've got Jefferson at one hundred and nine, AJ Brown at one hundred and ten. Um, we're probably splitting hairs here, but the, right, those right. two guys are very close in ADP, uh, and I, I prefer Brown. Um, the fifth wide receiver, wide receiver five in our dynasty ADP, and the last wide receiver drafted in the first round is Tyreek Hill, 11th overall, and the fifth wide receiver. Uh, any any issues with that? No. He's a superstar. I mean, really good situation. They're invested in him for a while. If anything, Sammy Watkins and some of those guys might fall away, and he may. I think his role will be strong. Will Tyreek still be Tyreek uh, the cheetah? Three years from now, probably not, but live for today. Yeah, looking, uh, digging into even the second round, certainly some talented wide receivers left, but I'm not sure any of them challenge for that top five spot right now. I, I think this is the correct top five. And uh, second rounders, we're talking about Stefan Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Calvin Ridley, um, well, I was looking for Michael Thomas's name. He's a third rounder. Yeah, say, what about Ridley and Hopkins? Or Thomas and Hopkins? Yeah, Ho- Hopkins, late second. Yeah. Michael Thomas, early third round. So that's. I'd buy Thomas at that price, but I'm not saying suggesting he should be in the top five. Thomas is right beside and, and almost has the same exact ADP as Antonio Gibson. That's kind of amazing, but I get it right now. Especially with Breeze's future being so up in the air. If you knew Breeze was coming back next year, I'd be like, boy, this is a, the only time you can buy Thomas as low as, this, this, as he has been. But uh, if it's Taysom Hill behind center, I don't want to do it to Michael Thomas. Yeah, I think we all, I think we almost can say that we know Drew Breeze is not coming back yeah, uh, yeah. next year. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Saints in our team reviews for sure. But they are they're going to be a team with a lot of questions despite their success this year. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.